0: Welcome to Bible Bashed, where we aim to equip the saints for the works of ministry by answering the questions you're not allowed to ask. Listen and enjoy this installment of Iron Sharpening Iron as Pastor Tim answers your sincere questions. Here's Pastor Tim.
1: On this episode of Iron Sharpening Iron, we will be answering the question, How do I tell when someone is being obtuse about man buns? Now, Merriam-Webster defines obtuse as someone who is not able to think clearly or understand what is obvious or simple. One of the things that we've been trying to say as it relates to our discussion of, of man-buns is that when Paul gives this instruction in First Corinthians 11 that men should have short hair and that women should have long hair, he has not given to us some sort of incomprehensible riddle that you need a Ph.D. in astrophysics uh, to figure out what he's talking about. He's appealing to words that have obvious meaning, and, and, and these are the kind of words that... um really it doesn't take a whole lot of common sense to figure out exactly what he's talking about we have uh, a basic moral uh, intuition that should help us to understand what he's saying now it might get fuzzy some, somewhere around the line about the, the, the we're, we're somewhere around the point where Uh, short hair transitions and long hair. There might be a fuzzy middle ground there, but these are not meant to be incomprehensible riddles. 95% of obedience to these things should be obvious and straightforward, just like is the case with any other command of Scripture. So uh, when the Bible tells us uh, that Christians are those who do not forsake the assembly of their saints together, there's the type, type of person who doesn't want to bear a moral obligation to attend church on a regular basis, and that kind of person is going to appeal to hard cases in order to try to remove the principle. And so I've had plenty of conversations with church members along those lines, who are basically trying to act like not forsaking the assembly of the saints is some kind of incomprehensible riddle that no one can understand. To give them license to, you know, go um, to neglect the assembly of the saint for saints for months at a time because of sports or something like that. Uh, these things are not overly complicated. When you read something like that, uh, Christians are those who do not neglect the assembly, uh, uh, the assembling together of themselves, as is the habit of son. some. 95% of the the application it should be pretty straightforward you know if you should be reading a passage like that and coming away thinking 95% of the time if not more when the doors of the church are open i should be there obviously if you get sick or you break a leg or you know somehow you get in a car wreck on the way to church there's obviously situations where God is not going to uh, – you're not going to be guilty of sin for missing, but probably uh, the a reasonable person would look at that and say, hey, 95% of the time I need to be there in order to be faithful. This is not rocket science. Uh, but then the same thing is true of every single command in Scripture. I gave the example last time of, of me saying to my kids, uh, don't yell in the house. If my kids, and they haven't done this, but if my kids were to look at me and pretend like I'm just saying something that's absolutely unintelligible by saying, please don't yell in the house, uh, by appealing to some sort of vague uh, transition point between talking really loud and yelling and trying to get me to find the exact decibel level where talking loud transitions into yelling, I would just say that they're being obtuse. And the person who basically doesn't know what the Bible is saying when uh, it instructs Christians to go to church, that kind of person is being obtuse as it relates to that kind of discussion. These things are not really all that morally... They're not really that difficult to understand. as far as that goes, ninety-five uh, like percent of the application for any command in the Bible is going to be fairly straightforward. Everyone knows what we're talking about. You know, if you were to, to do a poll and poll, uh, you know, every single person who's existed in the world, and you're basically to give them uh, a sound bite of Mike Ditka's coaching or Bobby Knight's coaching or something like that, they would be able to identify it as yelling. It really is not that hard. If you were to give them a sound bite of, of Ben Carson talking. No one would think that Ben Carson is yelling. Uh, we, we know what these words mean. We know what a whisper is. We know what talking softly is. It may get a little confusing at the point where a whisper transitions into talking softly, whatever, but we we know what these words mean. They're not incomprehensible riddles we know when talking softly transitions into talking normal in general we know that uh, when talking normal transitions it like we, we know the difference between talking normal talking loud we know the difference between talking loud and yelling. Now at the line it can get fuzzy or, or around a very narrow percent there but 95% of the application is straightforward as is the case with the difference between long hair and short hair. And 90 this is these are not meant to be uh, you know confusing things they're just meant to be words that have plain meaning that we should all be able to understand. And 95% of the application should be straightforward unless you adopt a multicultural lens which basically uh, prohibits you from um criticizing cultures like Japanese culture or Native American culture. And if you don't adopt that lens, then basically you can just say that God's not trying to confuse us, and we we, we generally know what we're talking about when we're using adjectives like short and long. Now, uh, if you want to know, now the purpose of this podcast today is going to be, how do you tell when someone's being obtuse about man buns who, who is being... Uh, who is pretending to be the kind of person who is not able to think clearly or understand what is obvious and simple. If you want to identify that kind of person, here's a simple test to figure out whether you're dealing with someone who is engaging in this discussion in good faith, or you're dealing with the kind of person who is just trying to make the passage unclear so that it doesn't have any moral uh, binding on anyone. Here's a simple test to figure it out so because short and long are adjectives that actually have meaning that what that means is that short and, and, and long have a meaning that is uh, uh, to be found in relation to each other so one of the things that uh, you, you know if you're the kind of person who's just saying that you know it's just hopelessly unclear no one knows the difference between short and long all right fine let me just grant you let me grant for the sake of this argument that it's just really 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 hard to figure out the difference between short and long Fine, fine. Let me grant, for the sake of argument, that this is not just intuitive and obvious as I'm saying it is, that it's just really, really hard. Fine, fair enough. Okay. Here's the problem, though. Th- these are words that have meaning in relationship to each other. So, what people are trying to do in this discussion is that they're trying to basically say that, you know, a under uh, some conceivable definition of long, a woman could have hair down to her chin and under some conceivable definition of short a man could have hair down to his shoulders or longer so the problem with this kind of thing is that you actually have to pick a side so if you're going to be the kind of person who says that under some conceivable definition of long a woman could have chin length hair that that could constitute long if you're going to look at you know, all the ladies out there who have chin length hair and say that's, that can be considered long hair. Well, what you need to do at that point is say, well, if that is my definition of long that I'm trying to sanctify or trying to argue is permissible, what that means then is for a man to have short hair, it's going to have to be significantly shorter than the chin. So the Bible is saying, is is doing a contrast. Men need to have short hair. Women need to have long hair. Okay, there's some subjectivity to it. Let's give these ladies with chin-length hair the benefit of the doubt and say that that could be conceivably considered long. Fine, fair enough. All right, for the sake of argument, I'll go there with you. That is, that's really long. But if that's long, then that means that men's hair must be significantly shorter than that. So what you'll have to do then is if you want to uh, defend the women with chin-length hair, then what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to, to basically throw under the bus any man that doesn't have hair that's significantly shorter than the chin. Now, if, on the other hand, if you want to say that men who have shoulder length hair can be considered short under a certain definition, then one of the things that you're going to have to do then, if you're going to argue for that thing, for, for that, that men who have hair down to the shoulder is considered short, what you're going to have to do is, is you're going to have to look at women and you're going to have to say, essentially women, in order for your hair to be long, and we're going to follow what the Bible is saying right here, it has to be significantly longer than the shoulders in order to count as long. So what you have to do is you have to pick a side. You have to pick which group are you willing to offend in this way. Now, what most people are trying to do is they're most most people are trying to refuse to defend anyone. They're basically saying, hey, I know... Uh, some ladies who have hair down to their chin and that I don't want to offend them. And I know some men who have hair down to their shoulders and I don't want to offend them. And what I would look at you and I would say is if you're at the same time and in the same instance arguing that a woman who has chin length hair, that could be considered long, while a man who has hair down to his shoulders, that could be considered short, what you're doing is you're being obtuse. You're basically taking the meaning of these plain words, long and short, and turning them into Plato that that functionally has no meaning. You're playing a postmodern game that where you're essentially saying that meaning is relative and that there is no fixed absolute truth whatsoever. And I would say that if you're engaging in a conversation with a person who's playing that game, we do need to call them on it. We need to say, hey, pick a position. So, you know, if you're if you're going to say you can't just destroy the meaning of words in that kind of way and argue uh, and argue for two contradictory things at the same time in the same way, pick a side as far as that goes, um, or explain another way that we should understand the passage. Um, uh, it, that that. Uh, you know, explain why is it that even though Paul is grounding this argument in nature that somehow this is culturally relative or whatever else, do the work on that end. But what you can't do is you can't play both sides of the fence as it relates to the meaning of words, and then, um, uh, then basically um, rebuke anyone who is trying to uh, put forward some sort of more plain meaning of the passage itself.
0: This has been another installment of Iron Sharpening Iron. As always, if you would like to have your question included in one of these midweek episodes, email us at biblebashedpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Gab. Now, go boldly and obey the truth in the midst of a biblically illiterate world who will be perpetually offended by your every move.